0: Welcome to the Qualitox podcast. I'm in Google, your host, and my guest today is Yuval Shapiro, and the topic is the death of quality. The podcast is hosted by Qualistory. What we do at Qualistory is provide on demand and live online GMP training, also customized per your demand. So give us a shout if you require really fun, entertaining, and really effective online training also check out pargonspoint.com if you are a consultant or looking for consultants because this is a new platform that we have launched that provides those services that help consultants find their next project really swiftly and allows companies to find the best people for any job so Yuval Shapiro is the guest today. Our topic is the death of quality. Who is Yuval Shapiro? He is a real expert of quality. He is the founder of Quality with Value Ltd, a QA RA consultancy for medical devices. He started his career in the early '90s, working in the Israeli Defense Force in the quality, then moved to the public sector, working for companies like Motorola, Johnson Johnson, and the, uh, medical device and pharma companies establishing quality. He also holds two master degrees, one in quality another in business from the Israeli Institute of Technology. So this talk is going to be very fun and uh, engaging and we'll also uh, talk about some unconservative ideas about quality. So let's get to it. Yuval Shapiro, welcome to the Quality Talks podcast. Uh, I'm really honored have your the show you're a real expert in uh, quality and uh, mostly in the regular and regulatory first mostly in the medical device uh, area and uh, uh, today we wanted to talk about an interesting topic the death uh, of uh, quality i think uh, you're really fit uh, as you said, to talk about it because all your knowledge and all your skills in all the areas of the quality systems and the, the business uh, side of it and uh, you're also black belt uh, in uh, Six Sigma oh, and I think uh, you you really have uh, the tools to uh, to discuss it. And Maybe we can uh, mention quickly that uh, uh, on, on May 12th we also are running a webinar together on the topic of uh, cost of quality, how to Calculate and how to present the cost of uh, quality because we know that many quality people are concentrated on SOPs, on regulations, and they really uh, lack the knowledge on how to present what they're doing and its value to the organization, which is translates into money or cost, right?
1: Correct. Correct. Because, in an essence, and that's what we're talking about the death of quality. Uh, you find yourself in an organization or let's say I had a pre-meeting with a uh, a potential client of mine and he said, well, you know, uh, I'm just spilling money here and I don't see anything except I don't know what, what I get in return. And, I, and they are obligated to do that. So in an essence, uh, nobody wants to do something that it doesn't really give him value. And that's why I called my company Quality with Value because, it has to, because quality has an essence of value. And if it doesn't bring value, so why do it in the first place? It's like, okay, let's, let's go into the red tape. So, uh, and quality is not about the red tape. Right. The, 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 uh, so what is quality
0: is what from your perspective as, as a person who've been to uh, to different industries, technology, you were also a bit in pharma and medical devices. So what is uh, quality? If you're not speaking only regulation, what is really quality?
1: Well, the, the point is, is uh, that it is a very subjective term. Well, many define quality in many different ways, Uh, it is compliance with standards, it's compliance with regulation, it is uh, doing what's right, or doing the right thing, the right time, uh, and continue to do that, and you know, and all of those uh, statements that don't really give the full picture what quality is, and uh, you know, uh we, we we go and we br- uh, buy and we purchase uh, some cell phone. Let, let's go to something that we're all uh, accustomed. I'm not talking about a, a, any uh, device, any implant that we don't purchase a, on a daily basis. We purchase a uh, a cell phone and the liability is for one year, and we know that we get. A certain amount of features, a certain amount of reliability of the product, but only for one year, because next year I will receive something which is better. Uh, We could go uh, as, you know, as Henry Ford said in the past, well, you can always purchase, you can purchase any car you'd like uh, uh, as long as it is a Model T black uh, black color. Like, you've got a very standardized product now uh i think that the best you know, you know i've ser- i prepared myself to uh, to this uh to this uh, podcast and i returned back to the roots and i looked you know let's let's look what uh, the I- iso has to say about it and you open the iso 9000 the, the glossary uh, of a, of a, and of fundamentals and they don't have a definition for that because quality, quality is obvious, is it? No, it's not obvious. So I think that the best, uh, the best uh, definition would be what the ASQ, the American uh, Society of Quality, has put. And it says a subjective term of, for which each person or sector has its own definition. So first of all, they say, well, everyone okay. has got something else. But uh, then uh, they say in technical usage, quality can have two meanings. One, the characteristics of the product or service that bear on its use- ability to satisfy a stated or implied needs. And that's a great uh, definition. Uh, it's, it is a great definition because in one hand it says, okay, you know, uh, you are the customer, You have defined what quality is in your eyes, in your perspective, and you've written it down. You you gave your uh, supplier some sort of a specification, some sort of a list of requirements, what you want from your product or implied needs. So, That's for example, let's say, let's go back in the time you're a little bit younger than I, and you recall the times that you were dating your your spouse, and uh, uh, you wanted to impress her. Okay, so surely enough, you didn't take a took her for your first or second date to a a, just a moment, I've got here something. Uh, you didn't take her to uh, a fast food uh, restaurant, right? Right. Yeah, you would take because her to some to sh- fancy.
0: Right. You want to show that you, you're more fancy. You show. You want to show the quality, right?
1: The quality <laughs> of yourself and what. Well, but uh, if you uh, let's say on date number fifteen you've gone to the movie and you want some snack, uh, well, uh, a fast food uh, restaurant would be would be a, a great solution. And of course, you know it's how much money you've got uh, at that point, at that, that specific time. You know, so uh, and that is, is what we're talking about the state is stated or the implied needs.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So, and, yeah, so um, just to translate, right? So you say when you go on a date, you try to you know um, show the best quality for yourself, but it also depends on your budget. So, for example, if you're a high school Um, student, right? So you cannot, uh, you don't have the money to go to some fancy uh, restaurant, but you maybe have money to go to some fancy pizza shop. (laughs) It is more fancy, right? So you just choose the best quality for your level to achieve the best results.
1: Correct. Correct. So, um, and this is one thing. And the other thing is, well, they, they provide here something that is very interesting that the product or service is free of deficiencies. Okay, that's bring us back to the question: What deficiency is? So, free of deficiencies, and this is where we have to be very careful, because mm-hmm. we um, there was a company that um, uh, that tried to apply a Cro- Philip Crosby's uh, theory of zero defects. And one of the reasons, maybe not number one, but one of the reasons was uh, for, for their uh, going bankrupt and disappearing was trying to apply such, such, a, such a, a presumptuous um, a approach. The name of the company is known. It's I.T.T. Schablonenz. I, I I don't think that you're familiar with the company, but but when I was a kid back in the 70s, it was uh, it was uh, one of the well-known brands in the Western world, especially in the United States.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: ITT, currently, I.T.T. exists because uh, some Chinese company uh, purchased the brand.
0: Right, it, right. So it didn't work for them uh, to say uh, that we are going to manufacture a product with zero defects, or was it too expensive? Or they did it, but it was just too expensive that they just uh, crashed under the, the pressure of it.
1: I think, I think, I think the latter because it's very hard to, to do something that is a uh, failure free.
0: Right, right. So then it's also, right, so as we said, it depends on the industry because every industry has its own uh, issues, right? So for example, if you are manufacturing a phone, for example, you would say, okay, I won't uh, put on the market a phone with a scratch on it because uh, nobody would uh, want to buy it, right? They will return it Correct. because they are buying. But if you manufacture a medical device... With a scratch on it, but it functions well, and uh, you can maybe sell it for less money. It still makes the function th- because the main function is not to be pretty, but you know to maintain life somehow. Maybe you then can sell it because it, it doesn't make sense to throw it away because of the importance of it.
1: Correct. Correct. And this is something that we have <clears throat> that, that we have to uh, to have to weigh. It's the a benefit to risk. Uh and if the benefit outweighs the risk. And, and you know, uh, Duran, and, uh, which is uh, Joseph Duran, maybe one of the uh, greatest gurus of quality, he goes on the fitness, that quality is the fitness for, uh, for use. And he goes uh, like we want to do that in, uh, in medical devices and uh, in other aspects. But uh, Crosby says conformance to requirements. So we, we have here the um, the very uh, very fragile balance between the two. It is it is very important for us to, to know how to dance around uh, between those two uh, two points uh, on this balance. And and this and this is very important for us. So this is something that we have always have to keep in mind because adherence to requirements might bring us to a point that it won't be good for us to even market the product. On the other hand, fitness to use might bring us to a point that nobody will want to, uh, to buy or purchase because other aspects won't be met, and this and the, and 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 we've got here a balance and a clash altogether. So we have to be very uh, uh, witty here in order to try to create some symbiosis. What? Uh, what do we really mean by fitness for use? On one hand, and on the other hand, uh, how much uh, easy we can go on conformance for requirements?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So
0: do you think also that all those requirements are uh, much uh, different? So when we are talking about health products, so uh, so the quality that you were talking about at first, like for you Know it's a mass manufacturing, they wanted to create a really effective production uh, cycle and process. So, is there some evolution to quality with this time that you tell uh, you when uh, you go to the pharma, to GMP, to GX, GXP that you say, okay, now we need to take what was built on the you know industrial Re- revolution and uh, then we need to? M- to make some evolution to this quality, so that, is it happening, or are we stuck with the same uh, processes uh, like in the past? Right.
1: Oh, this is a very interesting uh, uh, question because, um, uh, and and it's great that you're bringing up the industrial revolution because this is uh, maybe the 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 focal point. And I think that nowadays, uh, the days of the COVID-19 pandemic maybe brings us back again to square one. Um, Because we need to
0: rethink how to do things more efficiently, quickly, but still maintain quality, right?
1: Yes. And and it goes back to uh, the Meister. You know, uh, uh, and and I'll be very specific here why I use the term "meister in Israel. and i and I think that also in Germany, but all all around uh, all around the Western world, we're talking about the meister, the uh, the the craftsman who has all the knowledge, how to do and provide a great product. and and, you know, Juran, uh, one of his books is named uh, A History of Quality. And it's a great book. I read it about 21 years ago. And when I was working on my master's thesis on quality assurance and, and quality management. And my thesis was about the place of the quality engineers and quality managers uh, in the 21st century. Because back 25, 21 years ago, uh, it uh, the the position of the quality personnel was dissipating. Practic- in practice it was dissipating, and I asked myself why it's happening. So I went back, and I went back you know, in our in the, at least the Western world uh, um, uh, documents. And I went to one of the well-known ones. I went to the Bible. Uh, well, uh, uh, excuse me. All I, I'm a, I'm an Orthodox Jew, so 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 I'm really connected to the to uh, to the Bible. And I don't go to the uh, to the Genesis. Okay, let's put it aside. So let's go let's go to Exodus, uh, uh, chapter three 30, and thirty-one. And we see, and, and I'll quote for you. And, and the Lord said to Moses, "See, I have chosen Bezalel of a son of Uri." the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I filled him with the spirit of God, with skill, ability of knowledge, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmen. And therefore, and it goes forward forward, forward, and this chapter describes that God himself nominated a, a guy. As per the Jewish sages, he was 12 years old at that time. Okay, let's put it aside. But we're talking uh, in order to build a, uh, the tent of covenant. Uh, this, uh, it was some sort of a portable mobile Temple that went with the tribes of Israel from Egypt to the land of Israel for about forty years, and a, and only a, several people were assigned to build everything. And we're talking here about the wood and and and, and all the drafts and all the and, and everything. Well, the drafts were 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 supposedly provided by God, but we're we're talking all in right. specifications, but. But we're talking here about someone who got specifications and he knew exactly what to do.
0: Exactly right. And, it,
1: and, and this is this is an important point because we're talking about here the master, meister, and the craftsman.
0: Right, right. So, but basically, it's a good point. So basically, we have you know. So I mentioned the you know the industrial revolution, but as you have mentioned, basically we have you know quality and the uh, people uh, of uh, craftsmanship and the the ones that they you know you come to them for specific quality for thousands of years right so basically it's not really an industrial revolution where we just found ways to make something much uh, quicker and uh, in in a process but there were always processes but it was all, always maintained by specific people who studied it from a young age, and then it uh, went from uh, from person to person. They really needed to study to m- to become a master, right? They needed to study years upon years of po- upon years uh, to maintain a specific quality, which uh, has been th- for thousands of years, basically.
1: Yeah, hundred I, percent. I, and now, and we say, oh, we have the industrial revolutions back in the mid 18th century, and uh, we got ourselves industrialized. And uh, then um, somewhere in the, until the, the beginning of the 20th century, we were just sorting stuff, and that was our quality. And, you, you know, uh, in the mid nineteenth uh, century, there was the, the Great American uh, Revolution, the, the Civil War. There was the Civil War between the, the North and the South. And you know, the most the maybe the most important commodity back then was uh, rifles, right? So you must say, okay, that might might have been uh, with great quality. Well, it has been, because only eight percent that uh, of the of the rifles that were manufactured actually got into battle. Because all the others were were deemed to be defect and defa- uh, div- uh, with defects and could not go forward. so so is it high quality or low quality? This is a great question, because uh, you right. say, oh, okay, uh, the the soldiers received high quality, but uh, but in practice, we had a very low quality. It was very inefficient.
0: Right. So the process itself was really inefficient and uh, costly. And uh, but uh, they still maintain a quality, some quality control to make sure that uh, the people get uh, the, the the good things. But they still, it was so uh, inefficient that eighty uh, percent went uh, to to the garbage.
1: Yeah, about ninety percent were 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 scrapped, scrapped in one way or another. But uh, and then we go forward uh, to the mid the uh, to the mid the uh, twentieth uh, century, and we are talking about a um, process control and it's well known the short the short char- chart and we're starting to see that we're trying to plan to quality and then we try to manage for quality and you see it very much in the in the united states where they adopt the the sampling plans that only in, the, 19, only in the, on the middle of the Second World War, sampling plans were really adopted, although they were developed uh, by uh, Dodge and Romick 20 years before. And only in the 1960s, we see quality engineering that was, were provided by the Japanese, by Taguchi. And uh, we're talking about the, the TQM, but the TQM didn't provide us with good quality. And then in the 90, 1990s, we find out we are delivered with procedures. We've got the quality management system and we have to go and to follow procedures. And we've got this evolution that on one hand we say, okay, we started in the, at the point where everyone knew Everything, what to do? They brought good products. If the product wasn't good, you didn't receive it at the first place. You didn't receive it. It was okay. So it is was very inefficient, very in cost in, in cost of terms. But the the customer didn't receive something that was not good. And now we're working with procedures, and we're working with uh, all of those documented processes and we don't feel that we get, receive a real quality product at the end
0: like okay, yet although we have so much controls yes still uh, we have mishaps and so on and so on right
1: yes and, and also with what we get it takes very long like you know for example I'm looking at uh, a medical devices company. The product is not very complex. Technology is quite known, and we want to work with uh, and it's a medical device. And the project takes some a four or five years to provide to provide a good product which is deemed by uh, not the customer but the regulatory uh, authorities to be deemed as a good product and then the ceo says guys listen something is wrong here and you ask yourself why we're following all the procedures we have documented our processes very carefully and we follow we follow them to to the to, to, to the letter, letter yeah? and then he says But the Americans put a man on the moon with less capabilities, with a, 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 well, they had a very big team, but less uh, computing uh, capabilities, less uh, design capabilities that we have today, um, and less tests. Let's let's, Mm -hmm. uh, face it, less tests. Right. M- much less tests than than we do today in order to uh, approve, let's say, uh, a, thermo- a thermometer. So something is going wrong here.
0: Right. So you. So what you're talking about now. So from your perspective, um, the overregulation or or the regulation that we see basically um, it makes a step. Go back, like if like instead of keeping the evolution forward, here. So our topic was right as we said the death of quality. So even here, at this point, like with the invention of the eyes and so on, so you think this is the first steps of the death of quality. So is that that what you mean by that?
1: Yes, yes. Because eventually, what what will it, if I look at the, the at long run. These days have proved us that we can work, go back to our workshops alone, and someone will purchase our specific uh, base of knowledge that we need. Whether it was specified or it was not, they can tell us in a few words. Well, I need this part of algorithm, I need uh, this analysis, I need this test, and I'll go to my laboratory in the next in the next room. Uh, you know, it could be metaphorically and, and and I'll work from there and I'll provide my algorithm and I'll provide whatever it is. I'll go to the physician and I'll provide him a, my product and he'll test it at, ha- at his home and he'll provide me some records. And I'll analyze it and I'll give it in a package here. Uh, you purchase for me this package of knowledge and continue from here. And now, what's, what, what is going in the background? In the background, the one who has purchased for me this uh, package of knowledge, what he's doing now? He's just wrapping it up. He hires a lot of quality guys, and I, uh, you see in parentheses, because yeah. this is not quality guys. Those are uh, storytellers. Those are um, uh, those are uh, advocates. In in an essence, those are uh, good documentary people. These people don't do quality. They uh, they just write down what has happened. They are historians for right. for so right. so. Why don't we call and they don't. Provide good quality in the end. Maybe eventually at the postmortem, when we discuss a corrective and preventive action, also what will they do? They'll come to the to those who have really designed it and then document. Okay, what has happened? Okay, five whys. Okay, let's question. Let's ask question number one okay, what this uh, event occurred, okay, it occurred because, and someone will tell me a a very good story and they will summarize it somewhere in a way that regulatory authorities will say, okay, wow, they they have thought of something new and and they have put something new into into the product and they have learned from their mistake. Right, right. But this is, okay, excuse my French, this is BS. This
0: is BS, right? So uh, while you're talking about it, it makes me think about some uh, mind degradation, right? So we, at first we were talking about masters, right, uh, the masters of the trade, and now you are talking basically about people who are librarians because all they do is document without, uh, um, you know, understanding what quality is actually like uh, because they skip this phase of understanding they just learn to document right so and when i'm saying degradation it makes me think about the time so i i just thought about it right so you uh we just seen how well you quote things from the bible right because you were taught remember something and to understand it. But uh, nowadays, also because of the computers, because of Google, we don't really have to remember anything. I don't even remember my wife's phone number because I know that I can uh, check it. But I, I have one time, I, I forgot my phone at home and I got stuck and I, I had no idea. So basically, when we get more like, um, you know, control or we have uh, different t- new tools, we neglect the old ones, basically. So, in, like, today, we people probably have, like, worse memories because they uh, don't need to re- to memorize things anymore.
1: Correct. And this, this is the problem. This is the real problem. And then the people of the quality are pushed out. They're pushed out from, from the projects. They're pushed out from the from uh, from the from the production right. line, so who are the, the real
0: quality people then in the, in those situations who are pushed out
1: the, those who has the title of quality are pushed out those who really do the quality they are the research and the development the design and development they uh, they how do you call it? uh the production the uh, engineering those Mm -hmm. do real uh, really really do uh, quality
0: right and the and what you're saying basically the quality assurance basically the people who judge the quality usually because they're not the subject matter experts they usually have the power to take control of the process although they don't have the full
1: understanding of the process right Right. And so you get some, someone who does something which is good, but can't say, can't speak to the world that he has a quality, that he is doing quality on one hand. And on the other one, those who have to say this is a quality product or have no idea what they're talking about. Like I, I'm coming to to customers and I'm talking I'm talking to to people and I say okay listen in order that we can have the ability to submit your product you have to have a product requirements document. They have no ability to do that and they say okay so bring me a template and so I bring him the template and I brought him the template. Uh, let's say, well, the template is, is something very general. You, you just have to to have some, you know, just the sections are written there, uh, blanks. So you uh, you come there and you bring him the template, and of course nothing is filled in. Nothing is filled in because he hasn't had the capability to do to do that. He doesn't know uh, he doesn't know what to, what to do. So I find myself interviewing him, and I'm not uh, a—I'm just a quality guy. I know the—I've got the the whole bunch of tools, the the Six Sigma tools I can uh, 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 to analyze and to show where what the problems are and what we should do, and risk analysis and risk management, and and to analyze all the stuff. But he can't take and take take it and uh, write it down in a way that uh, the other generations will know how to, uh, how to what to do and this is the uh, this is the problem of the meister this is the problem of the meister that and we returned back to there and to to be frank we have never emerged from that site we just said okay instead of a meister we'll call him an employee we'll call him an operator and instead of doing all the stuff he'll do just this section okay guess what He's a master of that section. We haven't uh, evolved more than that. Maybe we have dev- devolved here. And I'm talking about not, not only operators, I'm talking about engineers. And I'm talking about uh, all other uh, groups of people that cannot put in words what they're doing. Right. Because because they are eventually just meisters that know what they're doing that's it. Mm-hmm. right.
0: So that's a um, very interesting, right right? So you have the people who invent a drug, the people who invent the medical device, but then when you need to manufacture it, they're not there, right? So then uh, there some other people take over, and you have quality which probably was not involved in the right. clinical trials and in the, the tests and so on. Um, and then, not the real masters, not the real masters of this product, are then responsible for its uh, production and so on and so on, right? So, right. And you find it uh, really problematic. So, we just say from right. So, we have all the processes, and we have GMP and so on and so on. So, do you think still because of this issue, we still have a lot of? Um, should, we should have still a lot of concerns because this issue, because the real. Masters of the product are not involved then in the in 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 the production later in the later phase. So I think the quality assurance unit is, by definition of it, is quite new, right? Because uh, uh, there was a need for some uh, department which is uh, you know I- an independent department, so it won't have a conflict of interest to oversee it. So what do you think is uh, uh, what is the way to save? quality then Uh, so uh, do you think people should dissolve like quality departments or should they restructure it so so should different people work there so uh, what are your thoughts about it then
1: okay uh my thoughts in, in this case well i think that the quality assurance department first first of all should be dissolved they have to be dissolved and I called it back uh, back then, uh, the early uh, in the early years of the of uh, the century. well, like well, it's 20, 21 years uh, past that I called it uh, some sort of a fractal structure. Uh, well, that in uh, those days, uh, the theory of chaos was very popular, and every uh, everyone were talking about fractals and you know. Uh, this uh, bombastic word, and the idea was is to look at an organization as some sort of a a crystal, because all a, a all a, a materials, okay, at least the solid ones, okay, and we're talking about an or, a, an organization, and an organization would be solid and to continue to grow, right? and they are uh, structured as a crystal and in the crystal and let's go metaphorically let's go to a crystal of let's say of sh- not sugar but let's say salt you've got you've got one, uh, one uh, uh, salt is built like uh, like a cube uh, and you've got uh in the in this cube you've got a, on what uh, one point you've got you you've got a you've got sodium and the other one you've got uh, you've got chlorine and those are structures very very nicely into cubes and it's a huge uh, set of cubes of a, where, where we've got uh, uh sodium and uh, chlorine together in 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 this uh in this uh, crystal now i'm saying something like that a project an r&d project has many elements it's got the project manager and it's got the hardware engineer or engineers and it got the software engineers and you've got the system engineer. I've got the production engineers and it got uh, someone who's responsible for documentation. And last but not least, and and of course the uh, verification validation uh, uh, engineers, but not last but not least, you've got the quality assurance engineer. So what will the quality assurance engineer will do? Well, the quality assurance engineer should consolidate all, all of them together. He has to be some sort of a conduit f- between all of those uh, elements, and to tra- to be some sort of sw- conduit uh, switchboard of requirements to uh, requirements to uh, to. Uh, from from the system engineer to the hardware to the software to the VMV, v, and to connect them together, it is very hard to describe it. I try to describe it in my uh, in my thesis, but the idea is is trying to try to give some sort of a, a capturing of someone who is in the middle in the point is the middle point of everything, everything is channeled through him. Of course, you got the project manager, he is the right hand of the project manager to for this uh, for these aspects, but he's the one that supports the project manager to provide something that the customer will want. And now we have to remind ourselves that in the healthcare uh, industry, in the medical devices industry, the pharma industry, Customers is not only our customer are not only the uh, the end user or the drive taker. It's also uh, the key opinion leaders, and last but not least, the regulatory uh, authorities. So having a quality guy, which is part of the team, will provide us. Uh, a quality that provides value. Mm
0: -hmm. So basically what you're saying is instead of having a quality unit, each unit should have their own quality people who are responsible for this area and they should, from the inside, coordinate the the quality then. So instead of one overseeing department, there should be always internal quality people who are part of the, the, the process. So I think, in, um, in at least in big companies, it's uh, also there are additional people who are responsible for that. But uh, uh, do, don't you think it can cause like uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, conflict of interest at some points? Because from one side, they need to make sure there are regulations, uh, that uh, the regulations are a buy-to. From the other side, They have the production line manager that uh, tells them, okay, we need to release this bitch. Okay. And if he is, uh, if this person is his manager, what can he say? It will be, it may be difficult.
1: You're talking talking about the independence.
0: Independence, right.
1: Well, independence, uh, well, I'm not sure what independence means. Uh, Because, it doesn't really work this way because uh, no one are really independent. We're talking about interdependence. We're talking about uh, having the understanding that that if we've got some sort of a problem, a quality engineer has to be uh, professional enough to provide, I'm not talking about you know a real uh, breach of uh, safety and uh, a, a huge risk, but he has to be one that in advance has the ability to identify, uh, to identify, uh, to identify risks, and uh, to provide uh, pathways in order to mitigate. Uh, when risks uh, materialize. And that's where the risk management process comes into effect, Because a good quality management process, a a risk management process provides us a a good uh, cookbook of how to eliminate uh, or how to avoid uh, deficiencies in the first place. And what to do in case that deficiency really occurs, and uh, this is this is the additional value to the to the organization. What happens when when uh, everything uh, when worse comes to worse, and this is something that uh, also only an organization that sees the the quality engineers and quality assurance people as part of the team. And the quality assurance people will be part of the team. Right,
0: right, right. So this is uh, the biggest issue I think also, because right now QA is a policing unit as it uh, is seen by many departments and many, because of that there are many conflicts and uh, maybe some departments try to hide deviations, uh, not to be accused by the QA policing team. So basically you're saying integration it's part of the team then it makes a better teamwork right a better a, a, a one mission for all
1: correct we have to understand that we're all in the same boat here because you know what okay let's say that the quality people always prevail i, I recall about uh, 15 uh, about uh, 10 or 15 years ago i worked for for a company uh, um, and one of the engineers, uh, and there was some sort of a robot that was uh, used by the production to calibrate uh, its devices. Okay. The problem was that that was the only robot in the whole, in the whole facility, Also, and also R&D personnel used it. So now one R&D personnel uh, went inside and done what is done with the robot. We don't know, we will never know what he exactly done there. And one thing runs into the other, and you, you, I was in the position that I said, okay. production hold. So the CEO, who wasn't uh, wasn't from the wasn't familiar with all the procedures, came and told me, "Well, you know what is the a uh, what is the meaning of stopping uh, this uh, production line?" And I told him, "Well, but uh, well, I know. Uh, well, in the, about a week uh, we want to manufacture, and we've got also." Uh, Products in the warehouses abroad, and uh, maybe there'll be a short slowdown of the of the supply chain, but eventually it may might be a hiccup. Maybe the company will lose in revenue maybe five million dollars. And then I asked him, okay, and what are the implications if this if one of those products that I haven't slow, uh, performed a whole shipment and went to this uh, robot for calibration uh, would go wrong and will harm a uh, a, a, um, a user, what this will cost the company? Okay, let's let's put aside liability. Okay, maybe the liability will be a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars, I don't know. But in terms of of reputation, in terms of uh, recall, and what it will do today, so these are things that the quality engineer has to know. He has to know. He has to be very knowledgeable. In we we started our how our podcast with cost of quality. Yes, right. He has to know what is the cost so, of quality. Exactly.
0: So it would be interesting, you know, also to hear how it all connects and why people really should learn those uh, uh, tools uh, that uh, you will be teaching there and why it's so important for. Because uh, I think that most of the people in quality don't know those tools and uh, they don't use them. So it uh, would be interesting that I don't know those tools. I know them in theory, but I never use them. And, uh, and nobody told me, okay, you should learn them. So uh, why? And uh, why uh, people are not, uh, you know, usually uh, told to learn them and uh, why it's not part of the culture and why
1: should they learn them? I, I totally agree. And, uh, and also it goes vice versa. It goes vice versa. People, when, a, when they are a trained, not only in the factory, not only in their in the workplace, they ha, it has to run in their veins. Quality assurance. It has to be a basic practice of a, of teaching in all faculties of engineering uh, right. and In science.
0: So is it? Um, yeah, right. So it's in just. So would it also? Be probably important for the uh, for farmer, right? People who are not engineers but still uh, need to right maintain the quality, right? So, um, of so co- of course it, so, it has. So why be... is it so important that they know those tools if, if you don't use them? So what are the benefits of knowing
1: them? Because at least it's in, in, in your brain. You, you know, we, we study a lot of stuff along our lives. Okay, we we study trigonometry. Okay, uh, let's say, let's take something that uh, we all use on our daily on a daily uh, uh, on a daily basis, right? We all we all calculate uh, sinus and cosinus and uh, tangents and whatever, right? At least we three all times use cal- a day, right? Three times a day, well, we we all uh, calculate... Uh, Derivatives and uh, and calculate uh, multiple, multiple uh, integrals, right? No, we don't, but it's the way of thinking. It's the way of thinking that is important. So quality has, in order to save quality, it has to be uh, the way of thinking. It's not to be something to be dictated. Well it could be in general, but when you receive from a regulatory authority, a document, a 160 pages, 70 pages, and I, do, and I don't do, uh, don't uh, disrespect uh, the uh, medical devices regulation uh, that was issued in uh, 2017. And they provide you a very strict set of orders that says to you that if you don't provide once a year, <clears throat> a post marketing clinical follow up and publish it worldwide then the product is not quality we've got a problem here we've got a problem here I, and i don't disrespect that i think this is something that companies many many companies i'm not talking about uh, you know the the big ones i'm not talking about the uh, uh, GE and Johnson and Johnson and uh, Philips and Siemens—they will write it. They will prevent it, they will invest enough money. But we were talking about a small startup that is about to 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 start uh, to start its uh, design and development, and before he can market anything, he has to provide a a 200 pager of post-marketing surveillance or post marketing clinical follow up in which he has provides all the studies that he can put on his product and to provide the exact uh, and to use the exact tools that Siemens uh, okay Siemens is a generic name I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that Siemens uh, or a, any company other company uh, for for the things it's just an example uh, they cannot put it. They cannot put this kind of effort. So then you come to this company and you said, Well, you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Then you said then the owner of the company will say, Well, quality sucks. They the help with quality. They help with quality assurance. If nobody nobody knows if my product is quality, yeah. quality enough because I've provided all the tests and I've done all the design correctly and now I have to provide a uh, a, poll, a, a periodic safety update report on my product, and if I won't provide it once a year, then uh, um, my certifications are uh, are removed, are revoked. So why don't bother with it in the first place? So they'll provide something, they'll hire some consultant, uh, he'll do something, it will cost him at the first, it will cost, let's say, 10,000 euros, year afterwards for the, for the update it will cost him, let's say a thousand euros. It will be on the bookshelf. It will be in his directory and his shared directory. And the only one who would read it, if he will read it also, would be the regulatory authority guy. So what kind of quality we've got here? Right. This is not quality. So we have to save quality for regulatory. And if the regulatory guys won't know won't know where to stop and where to define what quality is really uh, what is quality enough and what is more than quality or beyond quality or beyond compliance or whatever it is, then we'll get a lot of I.T.T. Chevrolet's uh, companies zero defects. We've got a lot of analyses. We've got a lot of uh, products. That might comply with something, but nobody would buy it because the cost would be tremendous. Mm-hmm. Because someone has to pay for all of those documents that were, were issued. Right. Someone has to pay that, and who will pay that? It will be it will be promoted to the to the end user, and if the end user receives a very uh, high bill. So then you won't purchase it, right? And that would be it. So we have to save quality from regulatory first of all. Second, we have to to say it to say to um, we have to make quality as a way of thinking, a way of thinking of our young engineers, of our with our young practitioners, of our young uh, chemist, uh, chemists, of our young biochemists young biologists as on my young manufacture operators and employees and once it's it has become something that is a uh, that right. is a well right right so it's not the quality, quality
0: unit is, is responsible but basically everyone is responsible and it shouldn't be taught only when you're already like a year on the floor it should be from the beginning you should also understand and live the qualities.
1: i uh, know i'm talking about much earlier stages i'm talking about university Universities. i'm talking about college, right. colleges i'm talking about when some receives his diploma
0: right right not
1: not not, not only the certified quality engineer right So everybody,
0: so I I think it's a good, really uh, good point. So myself as someone who worked in a lot of laboratories during the the studies, you are never taught about uh, quality, about uh, good documentation, uh, and then when you come, if you decide to go to pharma, you are basically starting from scratch because you have no idea how it all works because you never studied uh, a real uh, quality documentation, a real... I, uh, understanding of uh, of quality.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah. So we we can save quality. We can save quality, and as as a profession, we can save quality in in a, in a, in a way of respecting in respecting in respecting it as a as a profession that has a uh, added value to the organization. Right yeah so, so be,
0: that's yeah. a good summary of it great yes
1: perfectly well so is there
0: anything else that you would like to add to everything that we just said which, what we uh, haven't mentioned do you find it terribly important or have you covered everything in this aspect
1: i i think that i've covered everything here in um, that aspect yeah. and you know one may can uh, I'll be happy to to assist anyone who has questions on this matter or others.
0: So if somebody wants to reach out with questions or maybe some advice, consultants and so on, what is the best way to reach you?
1: Okay. Uh, uh, First of all, there's my email, uh, shapiro at uh, at qwvalue.com. And also, there's my website qwvalue.com. Uh, you can reach me there uh, directly. There's also my uh, cell phone, which is uh, reachable 24/6. Uh, uh, okay, Saturdays the the phone is off. It's uh, in Israel 972-54-205-2524. So any, anyway, uh, it I'm, I'm reachable. Yeah, perfect. I'm looking forward.
0: Perfect. So uh, your information will be also on the website podcast.qualistry.com Also please uh, go to www.qualistry.com and join us at uh, our webinar uh, 12th of May uh, I think it will be a really fun and amazing and really important uh, issue. So again you thank you very much uh, for uh, this amazing talk.
1: Thank you very much. Have a nice day.
0: Thank you for tuning in, listening or watching this podcast, I hope you liked it and learned something. Please consider sharing it and subscribing to it. Also, please come to our webinar. It will be really interesting. And also if you're a consultant or you're looking for GXP consultants, go to paragonspoint.com to find jobs or the best consultants in
1: the industry. Stay compliant and see you in the next one.